0: Hey, I'm Casey. Hey, I'm Clint. Hey, I'm Nate. This is another episode of Conclave Radio. We're uh, going to be taking a deeper dive into an actually more specific topic today.
1: Commitment.
0: Commitment. I'm committed to making this a good episode.
1: But is this commitment episode about like the commitment? Like you know like i do i do oh i now pronounce you man and wife kind it, of thing
0: it could be part of it okay well let's that, talk about that's you, Casey. definitely one point of commitment
1: uh, do we have any contenders out there because we, <laughs> know, we know we i mean <laughs> you, you know really nate you're like faux married already right yeah you're Kinda. you're engaged yeah. engaged yeah <laughs> engaged. but that's not what we're talking about you're not really saying that's what we're talking no. possibly well, and that that's like a subcategory like a bunny
0: trail bet. Yeah. sort of yeah like that's that's one part of the branch and a that's branch one branch. thing that's actually I mean it's on my notes I'm gonna talk about it I'm gonna talk some about some of my experience oh, great. and commitment Ooh, I'm, I'm ready mm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you and many others are yes um stay committed
2: this to this is, episode to learn some about Casey oh but shh. this is a can't
1: <laughs> miss episode I can already tell you
0: I'm telling you I'm telling like I said committed Still to be a good pretty. episode but yeah it, I mean it seems more and more acceptable to back out of commitments nowadays you know yeah. Yeah, you know the you know the term you do you. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I stuck know. by that for a while. I was like you do you, and I, I hate was like that yes, price. I will. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but it's actually boo. Not healthy. don't you ever say that part too. You do you boo. Is that you do break? you boo? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. even worse. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, pretty much anyone can do anything they want or don't want because it's all about finding happiness and comfort in today's society, which is wrong. Um, And being able to commit to things like relationships or jobs or even keeping our promises and stuff.
1: That's important. I think it, I have so much to say on this topic. And so some of it's spiritual, some of it's not. Just I and look, no one here, I guess, again, you need to be Captain Obvious. No one bats a thousand on it. No one does. No. Everyone has moments of unreliability and not following through in your commitments. I know that I have, so there. Let me just go ahead and say that. But man, one of the things that really you know is not following through on the things that you say you're going to do, making a commitment to do something, to yeah. be somewhere. You know, like man, that to me that is such a huge thing. It is, you know. And, and again, life happens, but sometimes it's not because of life happens. Sometimes it's just you're selfish. Let's just call it like right. it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, a better opportunity came along. Therefore, I'm going to get out of said commitment. Yeah. And man, that is just the worst.
0: And that's the point of today's episode really is how important it is to stay committed, to have to, to practice commitment in these things, because it is a super important virtue to have not only in today's society, but also as Christians, and we'll, we'll get into the more spiritual side of that. But I have a question for you. When's the last time you ever backed out of something?
1: Mm. Oh, let me think.
0: You ever canceled something like last oh. second?
1: Oh, I bailed on Nate, actually. Oh, no. Yeah, last week betrayal in last this episode? Week, or a week before that i asked him if we if he could try to do lunch not only we made a commitment on a day maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, but, we, yeah. but we loosely i mean i got the ball rolling and then i and then it, we still haven't done it <laughs> this time around so yeah
0: you're literally with nate right now and you couldn't even get lunch
2: man that man is, that's well, terrible I, yeah we i had lunch today though too but yeah yeah but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you i know, i actually actually um tuesday uh, I was supposed to cut a yard that afternoon, and the uh, the lady was like, "Can we do either Tuesday or Thursday?" And I was like, "Yeah, Tuesday. Go ahead and get it knocked out." And I got done with school, and I was just like, "You're done." I was just like, "I I can't today," so I pushed it to Tuesday. Um, and how was or Thursday, right? And I what think. was
1: her response to that?
2: Uh, she said it was
1: fine. But really, in the but, back of your mind, you're thinking, I, "I hate to be that person," right?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, it it probably hurt me more than it yeah it hurt her because uh, uh, it did bother me. I didn't want to do it, but I also did. <laughs> so I'm going to be vulnerable for a second.
0: This is, this is what we talked about when it comes to commitment. So, and this is, you know, all there's different types of commitment. But in high school and throughout college a little bit, I've been very notorious when it comes to moving on very quickly from our relationships. I would uh, be in this relationship with this one girl. And it would end, and within the next couple months, whether it was official or not, I would end up finding myself very close friends, at least, with another with another female. Um, Rebound. Basically, which is not healthy. Don't do that. That is where my commitment problems came in. Um, but what it stemmed from, and this is one thing I think it stemmed from, is a lot of my family has a history of divorce. Uh, my parents, my grandparents. um, And I think in the back of my mind, and especially because in today's society, the divorce rates are so high. In the back of my mind, I've always had a fear of not finding the right one or it ending because I don't want to go through that. You know, the word says that divorce is a sin and I have such a fear that I'm going to end up Almost like, I don't want to call it a family curse, but I almost feel like, is it genetic? <laughs> but my point to that being is, my fears were what kept me from committing. Do you have any experience with that? Like, having fears that keep you from moving forward or keeping a promise or anything like that?
1: I think, yeah, sometimes there's some things in my life that I would like to do. And because I I fear failure Oh yeah, and not maybe not to even commit to doing it and then backing out of it, but just even just to proceed that direction, you think, well, man, that's a big step to take. I'm not sure if I want to do that because I may not live up to set expectations, or it may not be. It may be a total bust.
0: The fear of failure is a huge one. Oh yeah, I mean, like we had talked about last week. Uh, in God's will we have we talked about the five year plan and how expectations don't work out and we feel like we're gonna fail and it plays a huge part in our growth and our self esteem Um, but yeah man fear fear can be controlling and we need to learn how to get around that
2: yeah and like if you don't if you don't commit you know you're kind of in a comfortable spot because you're kind of you're in control right in some sense like you know if I don't fully commit then if this happens and I you have an out you have an out yeah. yeah And sometimes it's scary to commit to something because no matter what happens, like, you have to stick with it. But, yeah.
1: But when you're the person that's on the, on the asking end, like, looking for people to commit, who is the people that you want or your go-tos? Right. Your go-tos are not the people that want to give themselves an out, the people that you yeah. think are going to flake on you, the people who don't want to commit. Mm. That's not the people that, that's not the people that, as a leader, that's not who I go to. I don't flock towards those people. Yeah right. You know I, n- I still need to go after them, but those aren't my go tos. Like if I'm in a you know I'm in a bind, I'm not going to look for those people who I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm going for the people that I know that I can count on that are reliable. Yeah. And you find out their reliability by by their track record.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like Nate may not want to go to lunch with Clint again because because you know, I bailed on him. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's not true.
1: <laughs> please please. Uh, no.
0: <laughs> no, we enjoy having lunch with you. Yeah. Um, I'm just that guy because I, when, when we talk about fears and commitment, I'm an introvert. Mm. Like, I, I, I'm an extrovert. I'll talk to people. I'm a pastor, therefore, I have to reach out to people.
2: <laughs> to some extent, yeah.
0: But at the same time, I have such an issue like putting myself out there, especially in like crowds and stuff. There's no telling how many times where I've entered like a crowd of people I've never met. I won't say a word. Yeah. <laughs> but the best feeling in the world. Is when you have a commitment like that you're about to go to, and it cancels last minute, Oh and you get to stay home. Yeah, yeah, that's the best. It's the it's it's not okay. Well, it's great when someone else
1: cancels
2: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't have to.
1: Do you think it's a learned behavior to back out of commitments? Like, do you think that that's something like that's well, you know, you talked about how you have a fear of of commitment for relationships because of divorce. You sure. Know? So, do you think like? You know, let's say that I bailed all the time on on commitments and things I'm supposed to show up to do. Do you think that I'm learning that from somewhere to get that like you think upbringing has something to do with that?
2: I think it definitely does because you know whether or not you're scared of something probably comes from some sort of expectation. Yeah. if what you've been shown is just a lot of broken commitments, yeah, then you're gonna be scared of it because number one, like you know you've seen people flake out but two, like what if i committed and the other person flakes out
1: or you may think though if 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 i was brought up to like for the people to flake out like my parents flaked out all the time they were they right. backed out of commitments then i would right. just think well that's just a natural thing for me to do <sighs> the same thing is flake out and back out of commitments and it's no big deal because that's what i was exposed to all along whereas if the the opposite side of the coin was if if you were exposed to people who was pretty much pretty solid on the things that you you did the things that you were gonna say you know that would be probably a more of a pattern that you're gonna follow right for the good or for the bad is what I would kind of think
0: yeah I think it works both ways I think like I've had enough people in my life whether it's a family member a friend who says they're gonna do something we're gonna go on this trip we're gonna go do this or something and it doesn't happen yeah and what I remember from that is how I feel from that yeah right. I've had enough promises from this one person to say hey let's let's go to new orleans for this trip or something and i'm like all right let's go and it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. and that's what i remember from that experience i learn i don't want to be like that yeah you know i don't want someone else to feel like that but on the other side you have the example like for me like Clint would be an example where he keeps his commitments when he says, when he tells me he's going to help me with this or record this episode or anything like that. And then I remember that feeling, you know, I remember the feeling I get when that person is there
1: for me. And you'll want to replicate that exactly. in your life for somebody else. Exactly. You know, it's kind of like growing up, my dad used to always tell us this thing, like if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're selfish. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have now in turn pass out onto my kids Nate, are you listening to this? Yeah. If you're yeah. if you're earlier on time, if you're on time, <laughs> I'm you're like so and if you're late, you're selfish. And we were going somewhere and my kids were a lot younger then and, and I forgot, I think it was my daughter mm-hmm. and it was Addie and we got somewhere right I mean, basically right on time. So we were in that no, we were late. We were late. So in that case we would have been selfish, you know, and so we were late and Addie spoke up in the car. She said, Well, Dad, I guess we're being selfish today. And I was like, ooh, you know, <laughs> okay, right. So it, it's a learn, It I think I, I'm I a full big proponent of believing that it is a learned behavior sure. for the good or for the bad. Yeah. And sometimes, I, like you said, you may experience the bad and say, I want to turn over a new leaf, mm-hmm. you know.
0: I used to be a late person, and in some cases I still might be, but not as much as I used to be like for work.
1: I don't think of you as a late person just in everyday life. Well, yeah, not anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like when I worked oh, at Zaxby's sorry. or when oh, I was okay. on the on the facilities yeah. team, uh-huh. yeah, I, I would take some liberties of, you know, five or six minutes isn't going to kill anyone. Yes. You know, I'll get my hours in. Uh-huh. But also I'm in a position where I am more motivated to come to work and sure. I want to keep those commitments because I want to replicate – not replicate. I want to I wanna have a better image. I want people to see me as the guy who's on time like you do. Um, and it takes that effort
1: one thing that I've I had in dorm rooms, I think apartments and offices. One of the things I love is a uh, cork board. I love a good corkboard board because I like being able to had the push pin and put stuff in my corkboard, whether it's like sports stuff or a good picture uh, or whatever. One of the things that I love, you know, is I love, I love the Twitter, you know, I love the Twitter, The Twitter. I love the Twitter <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this came from the Twitter, but I wouldn't put my hand on the Bible cause I've had it so long. And there was this great quote, and, uh, and I thought about it when I found out that we were gonna be doing, talking about commitment today, um, I have this tacked onto my courtboard board in my office. And uh, there's no, I don't know who the author is, I didn't keep it on my little cutout that I did, but I wanna read it, it's, it's so great, and it, it, it just it hits home directly with what we're talking about, about commitments. It says, does it really matter whether we keep our word or prove to be reliable? In short, yes. It matters tremendously because our God is a covenant-keeping God. The very essence of our faith is belief in a God who has promised to redeem us. If God cannot be trusted to keep His promises, our faith is nothing. We have no ground on which to stand. Because we claim a God who stays true to His word, our lives also ought to be marked by willingness to follow through on our commitments and a resolve to keep our word. Amen. And, I, and I'm like, man, yeah. isn't that isn't that so true? That because we think about, well, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be Christ-like in the things that I say and I do, and stay away from certain things and do certain things. But that even even applies to as a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, because our God is a covenant-keeping God. And I, I tell people that all the time. Is one of the difference, big differences between God and me is I make promises and I break them, and He makes covenants that He never breaks. Right. You know, he he made a covenant that never fled the earth. Man, we still si- see signs of it today in the sky as a reminder mm-hmm. that God keeps his word. And how often do we sh- are so opposite of that and we break our promises left and right. Like they're nothing. Like they're nothing. Yeah. Which is totally opposite of of how Jesus is. You know, and we're not representing him when we do that. And right. that's very convicting to me. It is very convicting
0: well because he is a covenant keeping God and and again going back like that's what marriage is that's what marriage is supposed to be as a covenant Um, just like marriage is it's compared to uh, God being married to his church the bride and when I talked about having the fear of of divorce it's like I was being afraid that I wouldn't be able to keep that commitment. And I remember this was back when I was talking I I had uh sessions with my counselor, I was talking to him about this problem that I had with commitment and our my relationships and how I would move from relationship to relationship. And he said, Well, you can either look at it this way. He says, You can either end the relationship and you can have not a clean slate, but like a fresh start, and you're not married, and there's nothing wrong with that. But also if you in the relationship you can look back at all your relationships and think of it as you are practicing divorce and i was like yeah. darn <laughs> yes. i was like well because that's that's the opposite of what i want you know um, and i was practicing not commitment the uh, the opposite of commitment and and that is one thing that kind of helped guide me as to how I view that, especially in relationships. But He is a, a covenant-keeping God. He's kept all His covenants with, with us and with Jesus on the cross and with, with my life. And that's what we want to replicate. It's the standard. It's the
1: standard. Yeah, it's. I mean that, and that's that's the deal. Is like if, and and and, and maybe that's it's just impossible to think about it like this. But what if every time we made a commitment, you know, every time whether it's relationship or because you can't take it to that extreme, okay? Because okay Casey, the next lucky girl that you start dating right Mm -hmm. well they're statistically speaking that's not who you're gonna marry okay so does that mean that if you break up with her then that means you're not representing christ well i'm not really sure that's that's true okay (laughs) right you know because because you don't have that like marriage you haven't said i do you're you're right right. that that but like In 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 regular terms of making commitments, if every time you thought, okay, I need to make sure I can make this commitment because what the standard is, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, how great is it when expectations are properly communicated? I learned that when I used to work for AT and T, they would say one of the best things you can do with a customer is to properly set expectations about what is actually going to happen, or what this device or what this service can actually provide. You set that proper expectation. And what if we set proper expectations for ourselves when talking about commitment, you know, and say, look, this is this is the deal. Right. You know, I don't I don't need to commit to doing this or being here or whatever, you know, and and let the Holy Spirit really speak to you and say, look, hey, this is a big deal that you're making. And this may seem very trivial that you're just going to meet Nate for lunch. Yeah. But hey, who are you representing by making that commitment? Right. That's a mouthful when you think about it like that.
2: Yeah. And I, I think, too. We live in a very like feely world, mm-hmm. well, like emotions. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, emotional world. That would be a better word. Very uh, emotional world. But, you know, commitments are like emotion blind. Like when you commit, it doesn't matter what you're right. feeling like. You just go with it. If you feel bad, you you know, and just like with a marriage, you know, have a bad day, you know, you're so committed. You mm-hmm. know, if you have a fight, so committed. You know, all the ups and downs well not even marriage but with jobs jobs you know? yeah other commitments you ever met a job hopper
0: yeah oh man they're they're the worst I don't even know if I should
2: say this but there's a there's a guy I went to high school with they were, who will remain nameless I won't uh, tell uh uh-huh. uh but he's no joke had like at least probably 10 jobs Uh uh-huh i mean his resume he's got a lot of experience in a lot of different (laughs) things. he's got a lot of experience (laughs) in the past like wayne campbell
1: in wayne's world he has a large collection of hairnets and name tags
2: (laughs) 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 well really quick it's interesting because like we see those people as like people that can't commit like there's something attractive about a person that can commit
0: 100 percent. you know what i mean yeah, well, if you look at someone's resume, as I know I've never hired anyone, but if you look at someone's resume and you notice that they've been to, like, five different places in the past year, you think, well, they're not going to stay here. Or what's you're going to say,
1: that what's the common denominator? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, but if you look at someone who's been, you know, loyal to this one place in for five years, seven years, something like that, you're going to think, well, hey, sounds like he's interested. He may be around for a while. That's a good investment for us, and that's that's just on the job portion of that,
2: too. Yeah, and it, it's the same with relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, people that, you know, date around very frequently. Sure. You know, there's like a— There's a common denominator. Yeah. Well,
1: hey, hey let, let me be vulnerable. I was telling this story to Michael last night uh, at our youth service, the guy that we had a guest worship team, and I've known the guy that led the worship team uh, last night. I've known him longer before I even knew Lisa— and I remember, but our friendships kind of, you know, intertwined. And I remember I told Michael this story last night that um, when I first started talking to Lisa, my friend warned Lisa about me <laughs>
2: <Nice>. <laughs> because
1: I was a serial dater. Yeah. And she was and he was like, you know, you need to be careful with this guy. You know, mm-hmm. like, he's one of my best friends, but I'm just telling you straight up. You got to be careful. And, you know, Michael thought that was hilarious. You Clint know, Clint saved the best for last. I say the best for last. <laughs> it proves you right. wrong. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike dropped. But yeah.
0: But going back to what you had said, we, we should be representing Christ. And everything we do, like that we should be replicating Christ because that's what other people see. Yeah. Not only Christians, but the outside world is gonna see how we react. And sure. not and, and our commitment is part of our lives, is part of what they see. So, you know, that's a big eye opener for me is like if they see that we're not committed to the things that we do as a Christian, how are they going to view God in that aspect? You know? Yeah. How are they going to view Christians? How are they going to view the church? Like, what happens when we when we don't commit to things like that?
2: Yeah, and God has such a extreme example. Like, to think about how long he's been making promises. Yeah. Like, you know, hundreds and thousands of years. All of the prophecies about Jesus— and how he made sure all of those yeah. happened, not to mention all of the other, you know, prophecies and just, just, you know, the rainbow like with the flood. You know, yeah. I'll never flood the earth. There's so many promises, and he's kept all of them. Right. Like for like for me, even if you can keep a bunch of little commitments, like at some point, how do you even remember everything that you've, you know, promised? But they like, not only has he made so many. And they've held true over uh, over so, such a long time. I think that's a big part of faith for us, mm-hmm. because ima- imagine if there was one part, like one promise, right? You could sure. have you could have ninety nine promises fulfilled, and there is something like, oh, and but he didn't really do this, but it was, you know, yeah, like he just kind of brushed times. over. Yeah, not ninety nine. You know, it's it's a plus. <laughs> People would look at that and be like, well, there was that one time. There was that one like time. there there's yep. fear in that for God to be able to promise all of these things. Like even the, you know, sacrifice of his son, and his son committing to us, Jesus committing to us, knowing all of the horrible things we're gonna do before we do them, yeah, to to stay committed every time, for each of us individually, is
1: insane. It is. I've I never really thought about it like that in those terms of how long and how many. And even to this day, is he still, you know, it's, yeah. it's oh, like yeah. relationally, if you think about it like that way, like if, you know, if we uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Like, no. And, and how are we? Fool me once. Shame yeah. on <laughs> you. Fool me twice. Shame on mm-hmm. me. Right. And that just yeah. says, OK, that, you know, like I'm, I'm done with that friendship because they burned me and the lord he just keeps being faithful you know man
2: yeah uh we we brought this up in class a few weeks ago i think i did but my mind came to like moses you know and moses didn't make it to the promised land yeah you know moses's job was to lead the israelites from egypt for those that don't know from egypt to the promised land and there's a whole lot of obstacles in between that you've got pharaoh you've got you know ten plagues red sea God parts the sea for them to get through, and then they spend forty years in the wilderness. Yeah, the the thing that got Moses was uh, when they then they asked for food, and then God was like, "Say something to the rock, whatever." And he hit the rock with a staff. Uh Yeah, because he's mad. And then God was like, "Okay, like because of that, you know, you're not gonna make it to the promised land." You know, God knew He was gonna do that. Yeah, when He was born. Sure, God knew. I mean, Moses survived a genocide right because his mom put him in a basket. god put pharaoh's daughter to go and grab him god kept him in the best place he could possibly be in the palace Mm -hmm. led him you know away from that eventually and he came to him in the burning bush he did all of that completely knowing that he was eventually going to strike that rock and not going to make it yeah Hmm. and like that almost like makes you emotional yeah it is I mean like how how can how can God be so committed knowing we're going to fail. You know, we don't like committing. You're not going to commit to something if you know it's going to fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's sure. there's no like If you have low hopes
0: for the outcome, yeah, what yeah. almost like no motivation.
2: Yeah. But I mean like God could have been like, you know, oh, ah, well, Moses is going to mess up, so right. you know, we'll just you know, we'll just use Aaron, you know. And he did use Aaron, <laughs> yeah. but we'll, we'll just keep Moses out of the picture, you know
0: that That's gotten me sometimes, you know, if I have a low outcome for the future, if i think if I have the idea that it will fail, that doesn't give me motivation to continue. One thing that I've been practicing lately is or realizing is I'm such a yes man i I used to and sometimes still am the guy to. If someone says hey can you do me a favor i say yes and then i ask what it is (laughs) uh and i've gotten myself over uh i've had it over my head sometimes in over my head so i've been trying to say no more recently um which is different you know in matthew chapter 5 it says you know let your yes be yes and your no mean no anything other than that is evil and that's what i've been trying to practice a little more because it's one thing to say yes to everything and then try to keep all those commitments. It doesn't. Say, it doesn't say that we have to say yes to everything that comes our way.
1: Oh right. Oh yeah. I mean, you. If if your if your goal is to be a man or woman woman that falls through in your commitments, and you're someone who says, "Well, I make too, way too many commitments," the answer is not to, um, you know, just practice makes perfect. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it would be well. Maybe I should. Trim down on how many commitments that I make, and and let my yes be yes. I mean, that's a that's a great thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of of maybe trimming down how many things you say yes to.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, because like the point is, is it's not how much you do. No. It's it's what you keep.
1: It's what you keep. What so, you follow through. The less what commitments you, say. you make,
0: the easier they are to but, keep. <laughs> right. And so you don't want to go
1: to that opposite end either. Well, I'll just won't commit to anything. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'll be perfect yeah. if I don't do that. But because but, again, the standard is is he committed to us. Yeah. <laughs> but knowing yeah. your
0: limits is helpful yeah sure man. absolutely <laughs> yeah. so
1: this has been very helpful to me very helpful very helpful my quest for commitment
0: i feel like i've kept my commitment in making this an okay episode excellent
1: you've made it a great episode oh,
2: thank
0: you pastor clint thank you thank you radio nate
2: thank you uh, that's a throwback right there ah i wonder if people listen to know about that i do we, we've come a long way we have come a long way
1: two episodes in already this is great wow
0: It's almost like we're professional or something. Don't go that far. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Casey. I'm Clint. And I'm Nate. We'll see you on the next episode of Conclave Radio.